And what's up, Stay Tuners? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. NFL starts tonight. I just gotta get that. I'm so excited about the football season finally being back. Got Green Bay and the Bears tonight. And boy, oh boy, what a what an interesting NFL newswire day today so far. But before we get all into, basically, it's going to be all NFL, NCAA football, recapping a little bit of Notre Dame last weekend. Um, it's just going to be that type of show. But before we get into it, head over to Twitter, follow the show at ST Sports Podcast, follow my personal one at Jimbo ST Sports, as well as Shoulders, who couldn't be here today. Uh, his Twitter handle is STS O'Brien. Uh, head over to Facebook, like and share our page there. YouTube, uh, we have a channel there. Subscribe to us. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, all the major um, directories that you can find us on. And, and make sure you click the subscribe or follow button, which whichever one they have for their uh, their app. So, like I said, and unless you're been living underneath a rock. Tonight is the first game of the 2019 NFL season. And I'll be honest, um, going into today's show, I did some, you know, like normal, all my notes and everything, and I was going to talk a little bit about Justin Verlander's no-hitter this past week. Found it kind of funny that, you know, back in July at the All-Star break, he's complaining about Major League Baseball using juice balls, and he throws a no-hitter. But big news broke uh, a couple hours ago, right around, I I believe, 1 o'clock or so. Antonio Brown, back in the news, surprise, surprise, suspended by the Oakland Raiders. Um, So the story of what was going on is the Oakland Raiders fined him. $50,000 $50,000 for missing two practices uh, this past training camp. And yesterday he posted on Instagram the letter that he received from the Raiders stating the dates that he got uh, fined for, the amounts, what will happen if more time is missed, etc. And he put with that letter basically saying they said that they they backed me but here it's all lies now let me remind you that this whole fiasco started this whole Antonio Brown drama started when he got frostbite on his feet from a cryo chamber could not show up to training camp on time okay freak actions happen then the NFL said that the helmet that he's been wearing for the past nine years, he could not wear no more because it was outdated, um, would not pass the, the safety test. So then he started fighting with the NFL with grievances. This whole time, and if anybody watched Hard Knocks, you know John Gruden was one of his backers. Kept supporting him. You know, with the the helmet thing, understanding that it's a safety thing, and you know, as far as Antonio Brown kept coming out and saying that it, it 
impairs his vision a little bit to catch the ball. All the way through. And all of the NFL NFL fans, and I bet even some of the executives were saying, man, why are the Raiders doing this? But they stood behind him. Then it comes out a couple hours ago that Mike Mayock and Antonio Brown got into a screaming match. There's conflicting reports about it being physical, not being physical, and that the team is planning on suspending them indefinitely because of this, the fine for the, the two days of uh, missing practices and a walkthrough. First off, I want to give kudos to Mike Mayock. Listen, Antonio Brown went on social media, posted this out there, put the team on on blast, if you want to call it that. I'm the type of guy, too, that I'm not going to sit behind and say, hey, let, let's go into the, the office here and sit down and chat about this and argue in there. Listen, you want to make it public? I'm making it public with you that I'm not happy with how you handled that. I mean, how did you think it was going to end, Antonio? I mean, you had to think. You had to know that there was going to be repercussions for this type of action. And sure enough, he will be suspended indefinitely. And here is the interesting part of this. So in the offseason, the Raiders gave him a big brand new contract. Um, $54 million, $29 plus million guaranteed. If he is, in, if he is definitely suspended... then the way the language in contracts, a normal contract would say is the Raiders could get that money back. He will have no guarantee money and the Raiders could cut him and not have any dead money or, or whatnot. And I bet you any money that's what's going to happen. I mean, the Raiders probably, out of all teams, you know, we know how much of a laughing stock they are. When they finally say, you know what, enough's enough, and if they do cut him, then that's bad. That is, I mean, Jesus Christ, T.O.'s probably sitting at home thinking, this guy's more nuts than I am. You, you blew up the Pittsburgh uh, locker room. I mean, granted, you had some help with Le'Veon Bell. And within, what, five months of being on the team, you didn't even set foot on a regular season game with the Raiders yet. And you may not even play a game with them. Now, I, I am kind of curious to see how you fans feel. Do you think Mayock handled it the right way? Me, personally, I think he did. May not have been the, the, the right way, you know, looking across as executives through, throughout the NFL. But how I am, like I said, I would confirm right there. Now, if he would have came to me, say I'm Mike Mayock, if he would have came to me and said, you know, Mr. Mayock, you know, I, I, I don't agree with this. Can we go talk somewhere and be men, not be a child? I mean, you're pretty much acting like you, you should be on um, the Real Housewives of Atlanta or Oakland or whatever drama ones there would be. 
it, he's just it, there's something seriously wrong with him and the, our one writer at Belly Up Sports wrote an article about him having CTE and I'll tell you what man I, I believe the article came out a couple months ago sure as hell looks like it you know he may be the first case of real life CTE and not find out after you know he passes away or whatever but something so someone has to sit down with him and find out what's going on with him why why is he acting like this I mean I understand that he said that he doesn't need the NFL doesn't need to play he has enough money but looking at you know you you, you owe it was a 35,000 he's getting sued for a Pro Bowl party if you have all this money why couldn't you pay that you know but uh like I said I'm curious to see what you guys feel as far as how Mayock handled the situation but I'm also curious to see if you guys think not only will he I, I don't believe will play ever for the Raiders Will he ever play another game in the NFL? I really think this might be it. I mean, you think about the situation the Steelers went through, that they had to take a third and a fifth round pick for him. For a guy that is a top five receiver. You know, if you're a top five receiver, easily a first round pick. You know, and Steelers couldn't do that. So what 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 do you get? You know, and at what point does the NFL these NFL teams say, you know what? He's not worth the headache. And I'll tell you he he isn't. Every week we're talking about him. And you know, we will talk about Zeke Elliott's contract cuz he's another one that's always up there too, but I don't think he's as nuts as Antonio Brown is. Jesus. And I mean, the other thing, too, I don't know if you guys seen, was O.J. Simpson once again putting a, uh, a video about how he drafted Antonio Brown um, on his team as well as Andrew Luck. And listen, O.J., shut the hell up already. Stop doing the, the videos, the, you know, okay. That's fantasy football. But, man, yeah, when I saw this, if you guys can't tell, it definitely did fire me up about Antonio Brown here. I just wish he would just figure out what's wrong. You know, there's got to be something wrong. And someone in his inner circle has to see it, and hopefully maybe he'll get some, some help. So like I alluded to a few seconds ago about um, Zeke Elliott a lot of extensions were given out yesterday before this whole Antonio Brown day happened so it started off with uh, Jared Goff getting signed to a four year $134 million contract 110 guaranteed now this broke the, the previous record which was my quarterback course uh, Carson Wentz Carson signed for the same amount of years 128 million at 179 or at 107 million guaranteed 
Maybe I'm biased because I'm an Eagles fan. Goff is a good quarterback. He, I mean, he, he took the team, helped te- take the team to the Super Bowl last year. Um, had two good years underneath Sean McVay. But man, this is a, that's a lot of guaranteed money just to, to show two good years. Carson, yes, his knock is his injury, but when he's on the field, he's been consistent the whole time. I understand Jeff Fisher ruined Goff his rookie year, but as far as Wentz goes, you know, he's been good every year. But that's a lot of money. And the past two years, you know, like I said, I will give him props. He probably equal as far as Wentz uh, talent-wise. I didn't realize that they... Obviously, I knew they won the division title last year because um, I believe they were like first or second seed in the playoffs. But he actually they actually won the year before. So he was two division... Um, title winner for that that division he's been to the Pro Bowl the past two years has a conference champion game win which Wentz doesn't so I mean this contract a little bit more than Wentz not sure if Wentz is upset that he didn't wait a little bit longer to get a bigger contract but at least it's done you know hopefully this Sunday we see the wins that was the MVP candidate two years ago. And uh, that kicked off, I believe, one of the first signings. I mean, then the Cowboys extended uh, their tackle, Collins, a couple years. Um, Jalen Smith was a week or two ago. Earlier this week, though, Colts extended Jacoby set two years which I kind of find kind of funny in a way they gave him a two-year extension 30 million uh, contract with 20 million about guaranteed and I believe the 20 million is this year and there's no guaranteed money next year or just a little bit guaranteed money so if it doesn't work out this year with them they could cut them loose next year not take too much of a loss but I find it kind of kind of funny because it's like I could see how that that meeting happen because also Brissett negotiates this deal himself. He doesn't have an agent which pretty impressive. I gotta I got give him credit for that. But like how's that conversation go? Okay listen we'll give you two, two, two years 30 million dollars just please don't retire in the preseason like you know Andrew did. <laughs> I really think though you know a lot of people are writing the Colts off now because Andrew Luck's not there and they have Jacoby Brissett I mean, he's not going to win 14 games, but I don't think he's going to lose. I think he's going to win more than four games. I could still see a 500 500 team or a couple games above 500. I could see still a a 10-win season out of this team. He's not a bad quarterback. He's no Tom Brady. He's no Andrew Luck. But he's also not... Ryan Patrick or Josh Rosen or you know he, he's a mid-tier guy 
You know, so I still see that. I, I still think the Colts are going to do do good this year. Then, on to Zeke. So for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I saw one of the best um, comparisons earlier this week that when it started breaking out that uh, he's going to be on his way back from Cabo, his agents going to Dallas to, to finalize a deal. This is kind of like the Cowie Leonard uh, deal this past NBA offseason. Everybody's waiting, 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 and, and just when you thought he was going to sign, he's not going to sign. So he signed, all right. He signed a six-year, $90 million contract with $50 million guaranteed. Now, he's not, so that makes him the highest-paid running back in the league. Todd Gurley was the highest-paid running back when he got 54 uh, guaranteed. As much as I don't want to admit it, I always give credit where credit's due. He is a very talented running back. I mean, he, he's lead the he's led the league in rushing two of the, the first three years of his NFL career. But he's another Antonio Brown, always in the news for the wrong reasons. And I'm surprised that nothing came out yet that this contract has incentives about that. That's a lot of money that you're investing in a player that can't keep his nose cleaned. Coming out of college, he had the incident uh, with his ex-girlfriend uh, that he pushed her, you know, domestic uh, a situation. Got suspended, but he ended up fighting that and got it overturned. Then he also had this past offseason the music festival incident. No charges were brought. Wasn't suspended for that, for that one. Even though there's video out there showing him, I'll say, a, a slight uh, shove. He still shoved the guy. To me, he was aggressive when he said to him, uh, said to the, the security guard, you got something to say. Nothing happened, but is what it is. As an Eagles fan, I'm actually kind of happy about this move because now you, like I said, you gave 54 million to him. Jalen Smith got a few million guaranteed, so you're giving all this money away. How are you going to sign Cooper and Prescott? The only way I see this working out is I looks like Jerry Jones is kind of playing the collective bargaining angle here. So the collective bargaining agreement is up in 2021 I believe it is at the end of this year next season how they have the agreement you know written out or whatever he could use the franchise tag and transition tag on Amari Cooper and Prescott to keep them around for another year because they still have I want to say there are four or five more guys that they have to sign before the offseason. Uh, Sean Lee's one. I don't think he's going to be a, a big uh, money guy because he's always hurt. He's a good linebacker, but he's always hurt. Um, Scott, the, I believe it's the running back that they were thinking might be Elliott's replacement. 
they got signed him. You know, they got a couple guys they got signed, Cooper and 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 Prescott. But all this guaranteed money and six years, I mean, that's a nice uh, chunk of years that if they mess this up, if he keeps getting suspended and he's not enough field to help Prescott, because if you look at the stats, when Elliott is on the field, Prescott plays better. When Elliott is not on there and Prescott has to play, he's not good with the pressure. Now with this Goff deal and uh, Brissett deal, I can't see how Prescott gets anywhere above $32 million. He's not going to get more than Goff. I can't see him get more than Wentz. Between those three guys, he's got to be the third best quarterback when it comes to a, a contract. So it's going to be a definitely an interesting offseason for the Dallas Cowboys this coming season or this coming offseason other thing that kind of just broke uh, a few minutes ago Julio Jones may not be playing this weekend unless he gets his contract extended as well I, I don't understand how these players could do this like you have a contract you sign a contract saying I will show up every day be a team player. Won't get frostbite on my feet. And then you turn around, eh, I'm not going. Because I want to raise. If I walked into my job and said, I want to raise or I'm not coming to work until I get raised, you know what they're going to tell me? Go pound sand up your ass. They, the NFL has to figure out these, these contract um, holdouts. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, he found a loophole in it last year as far as the franchise tag goes. But once you have a contract signed, I mean, you're 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 in it. You know, he didn't sign, uh, Le'Veon Bell didn't sign the franchise tag last year. That's how he got away with it. I think that's going to be addressed in the next CBA. But, yeah, so Julio may not play this uh, coming Sunday. So you have Julio possibly out, Antonio Brown out. For a while there, we thought Zeke was going to be out. All the top players that get drafted in the first round may be sitting out. So I know there's a lot of fantasy fans out there. Melvin Gordon, another one. Another, you know, a lot of fantasy fans are a little upset about their teams already, probably. Now, another team, Houston Texans, Jesus Christ what were they doing earlier this week it honestly felt like they were playing doing all these trades on Madden so they they traded Clowney to the Seattle Seahawks for a third round pick and for two players uh, one one was a linebacker one was a uh, offensive lineman I believe on top of that Houston had to pay Clowney a $7 million signing bonus while Seattle paid the rest of his his deal. So the franchise tag was about $15, 9 $16 Seattle is getting him for $8 million. And being it's a third-round pick, if Clowney leaves, his, leaves this offseason, 
they'll get that back as a comp uh, compensatory pick. I should just say a comp pick. It's a lot easier. <laughs> so basically, they got him for free. Everybody's like, oh my god, what the hell, you know. Obviously, they should have tried to trade Clowney back at the... Before the draft, would have got probably more. Then a few hours later... They made a trade with the Dolphins, which they sent... Two first-round picks, a second-round pick... Offensive tackle Julian Davenport and cornerback Johnson Bademosi for Kenny Stills and Laramie Tunsil. I think they got like a, a four, uh, they got a fourth round pick back also. But like two first round draft picks. I probably they probably could have got away with one first round draft pick for Tunsil and maybe a fourth round for for Steels. But here is the Houston Texans. They don't have a GM. Sounds like Bill O'Brien's probably the one making all these trades. So if these don't work out this year, I think Bill O'Brien is gone. Granted, yes, you found a left tackle to finally block for Deshaun Watson, who needs to stay healthy. He's another one that is like Wentz. He's a very talented quarterback, but can't stay healthy. Kenny Stills. He's been around. Well, he, he's older. He's not been around, but he's older. I think they unloaded him because of the incident um, two weeks ago, taking a shot at Jay Z for the agreement Jay Z and the NFL made with each other. But my God, you you unloaded your your, your future for just two players, older players. I, you know, I know Tunsil is. And on top of that, with Tunsil too, you normally would send these draft picks over to the Dolphins knowing that you have an extension with Tunsil in place. There is none. So Tunsil has all the, the leverage here. And he could walk. Which will be really funny. And like I said, if this don't work out, I think this will be the end of the Bill O'Brien area of uh, the Houston Texans. So, if you guys have been following Stay Tuned Sports since we started, you know, back when it was me and King, um, every NFL season, we always did a weekly blowout, upset, and a lock pick. So we're bringing that back this year. Also, on top of that, to, if you want to see what all of our picks are, I'm going to post a video of me. For this week, will be me. Um, hopefully next week, if Shoulders is back, me and him could go on YouTube and post our picks there. So after you listen to the show, head over to YouTube and you can hear the rest of our picks for the week one NFL season 2019. So my first pick this week will be the blowout of the week. I got Seattle over over uh, Cincinnati. I think Clowney, he is going to be playing for Seattle. But Cincinnati is just, just terrible. There, there's, there's nothing on Cincinnati's team that scares me. Seattle, you have that, that defense is going to be 
very good. Um, their defensive line is going to be dominant. Linebackers are always good. On offense, you know, you got Russell Wilson. You can't count him out for anything. He's always going to find ways. Chris Carson looks like they may have finally found their their running back. So I, I got the blowout of the week here with Seattle over Cincinnati. 40-10. to 10. That's how bad I think it's going to be. The upset of the week, and I kind of hinted at it earlier in the show, is the Colts over the Chargers. Chargers, if you go on ESPN, their scoreboard, and click on that game there, I think the Chargers were projected to be like a 70% um, winner over the Colts. I think the Colts and Brissett are going to come out, have nothing to lose, and play their asses off. And I think they're going to win. It's going to be a close game, I believe, too. I think uh, I'm going to go with like a 28-21 game. Then for the lock of the week, I got the Rams over the Panthers. I'm I'm not sold on Cam Newton being 100% healthy. He's going to be playing this week. Rams with Goff fresh off that extension. The team trying to get back to the Super Bowl, they have a, a lot up to, to prove now that they weren't a, a fluke last year. I got the Rams winning. 25-21. So like I said, I, I mean, I'm looking at my notes, my uh, show notes and everything like that to different things to talk about and man I'm all over the board today because of that Antonio Brown thing but Notre Dame football was back last week as well and they did not look like a, a playoff team they won 35-17 but I'll tell you what that game was a lot closer than that score showed I mean at one point they went them and Louisville went three fumbles in a row that's how bad it was. The one funny story that came out of it, um, and I kind of feel bad for the girl. It was uh, late in the fourth quarter. Notre Dame had the ball. Ian Book dropped back to pass. And he threw deep way over the wide receiver's head and hit one of the Louisville Cardinal dancers and broke her nose. When it happened, I'm like, because I saw her kind of walk away, but I thought maybe the ball hit the ground and just scared her or whatnot. And she just walked away. And then yesterday I see that they say that she just has uh, surgery for a broken nose. And all the, the memes that came out, I mean, they were, they were funny. So, before we go, just like the NFL, I'm going to get my NCAA picks for this week. No Notre Dame football this week, so nothing really to talk about. They're back next Saturday. So my three games I have picked is I have Clemson over Texas and A&M. Clemson is 1, A&M is uh, 12. I think this game is going to be closer than people think, but I think Clemson will, will pull it out. Um, I'm going to say Clemson wins by, by 7. Possibly a shootout, but I think they win by seven. Then I have LSU at six 
over number nine Texas. LSU the past few years just has been a really good team. Um, Texas, I think, just last year seemed to start coming back on. But I think this could be the game of the week. I think this could be a really good game to watch. And I think LSU wins by three. Then my last pick, I have number 23, Stanford, over USC. I watched a little bit of the Stanford game, and they looked a little shaky. So this could be a this could be an upset, but I think Stanford pulls it out. And I'm going to go with a, a 10 point win for for Stanford. So I think that's going to be it for this uh, this episode. I'll be back tomorrow talking. Bare Knuckle Boxing, UFC, stuff that's been going on this past week with that. Melvin Gillard in trouble, BJ Penn. News broke about that earlier today. But before we go, head over to Twitter. Follow the show at ST Sports Podcast. Follow my personal Twitter handle at Sports. Follow shoulders at STSOBrien. Head over to Facebook, like and share our page there. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find us on iTunes. Google Podcast, tune in, and also head over to bellyupsports.com. Go check their forum out. A lot of good threads going on in there. So, till tomorrow, this is your good friend Jimbo signing out.